It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the beautiful Eagle Broadcasting Studios in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If this is your first time listening, I'm here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Uh, This show airs live every Tuesday night on WFOR, The Score, 1400 AM, and WMXI News Radio 98.1 FM in Hattiesburg. Also streams WMXI.com and the WMXI Radio mobile app. Later on tonight, every Tuesday night, it will be released on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So subscribe, give us a rating and a review, show us some love, share with your Southern Miss friends and with the, the Southern Miss enemies. Let them know what's going on with us. Um, I've got a, a ridiculous guest in studio. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you are not going to believe who is sitting here right now. It's probably like the least likely person that you would ever think would be on this show. But you're going to have to wait because I got some other things to talk about before we get to that guest. Uh, we had a uh, an amazing time at the New Orleans Bowl. I'm going to get into the recap in just a little bit. But I want to tell you about my show next week, next Wednesday night at Brewski's. We have got Mark Norman, comedian Mark Norman. That is Wednesday, December 28th, 2016 at Brewski's in Hattiesburg, 8 p.m. Tickets are $10. Mark's a little irreverent, so make sure you're on board with that before you come out. He just filmed his Comedy Central special, which will be airing in April. You may have also seen him on Conan, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and Last Comic Standing. He's an amazing talent. Probably one of my top five top five favorite comics out right now and we may actually have him on the show next week which will be pretty incredible because he's he's hilarious um big news this week bill mcgillis we're going to talk about that bill mcgillis leaving to take a similar position at the university of san diego but what i want to get to first I, i do this after most of the home games i started doing it this season and i had a lot of fun with it it's it's basically a a weekend recap I go around, kind of document the the sights and sounds of the weekend, interview the passers-by, uh, some of the people I know. So I did that with the uh, New Orleans Bowl this past weekend. Uh, mainly got my entire tailgating group. Didn't get too many um, surprise guests, but we had a good time, had some great stories, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So we're going to kick off this New Orleans Bowl recap right now. It is now 9.51 p.m. Friday, December the 16th, New Orleans Bowl Eve. I'm here with the lovely Melissa. We just made it to town a little while ago. We are at Pat O'Brien's trying to relax, knock down a couple of hurricanes. So we're up here and we're sitting um, kind of in the back, kind of like the back corner, like where the where like the little palm trees are. And... Uh, I see something, Melissa sees something rustle over in the bushes, and it is a rat, a gerbil, a rodent, a nutria, I don't know. It is a, what do they call them down here? I think nutria. It is a giant rat. 
And Melissa, the, being the animal lover she is, is concerned about the rat's well-being. Well, yeah, he kind of looks like he's trying to get away, but there's too many drunk people around, and he doesn't want to get stomped on. I'm holding out that he's just going to bust up and just run through this crowd in here and just cause mayhem. But I'm not so sure that anybody in here is coherent enough to notice, so that would have to happen for us to wait and see. Exactly, yeah. I was worried about him. I threw him the orange out of my hurricane. You're a doll. You're a sweetheart. So we're here. We've seen a few. I've gotten a few to the tops as I've been walking around town. Got one as I walked into this room. Uh, so well, this uh, patio here. So uh, I think the Southern Miss fans are going to be out in full force tomorrow. And I will check with, in with you guys a little bit later on. It is now 11-16 Friday night. We just left Pat O'Brien's. We're in Jackson Square in front of the world-famous St. Louis Cathedral. Now, the funny thing about that Nutria that we saw, um, there was a guy at the table next to us. His name was Ray, apparently. And we're sitting there drinking. We're sitting there... Wait, wait. He looks like an affluent... Uh, what do you call those people? Fraternity guy. It took you a while to think of fraternity guy. But yes, Ray was an affluent fraternity guy. <laughs> And so we just finished recording the um, the bit earlier, and Ray jumps, Ray leaps out of his chair in wide-eyed amazement because he looks to his left and sees the nutria running through the uh, running through the bushes there, and he loses his mind. He's dancing. He's up near the fountain at this point, and. Um, you know, everybody's wondering what's going on. And I said, well, Ben, you know, he's been in those bushes all night. And then he points up and the, the, the nutria had crawled up the wall. And I could see on the top of the wall, he was walking across the top and you could see his silhouette like a cartoon. It, I tried to get a picture. I couldn't get it. On a ledge. On a ledge. He was on the ledge walking around. It was a beautiful thing. And I didn't get a picture of it. But um, that guy was scarred for life from seeing this this nutria rat it was hilarious so uh if this is any indication of what this weekend is going to be like it's going to be thoroughly eventful he's never seen anything dirty but i would be much more afraid of a roach than this cute little mouse with a tail that's all it was was a little hamster with a tail uh, that was border a borderline dachshund. it was like <laughs> it was pretty big i mean it had some meat on it you you could have you could have fried it up. It was beige though. It wasn't like a weird color. It didn't have fangs. It was just trying to find a place to settle down. I don't know that it didn't have fangs. <laughs> I did not see the rodent's mouth. But uh, well, that's uh, that's all we're checking in here from Jackson Square, making all the tourist rounds here on New Orleans Bowl Eve. It is now 11.30. We are at Cafe Dumont doing all of the touristy stops in night number one. Um, one thing we failed to mention, we went to the voodoo shop and we purchased a three-legged pig, which is a, um, a charm for good luck. And we got to find somebody tomorrow to give it to. We've purchased many three-legged pigs in our lifetime from the voodoo shop. And when I purchased it this time, and, and I knew they were from Chile. It was, it's a voodoo thing out of Chile. And they handed me a little a little sheet of paper that says Chanchitos, which I guess that's what they call the three-legged... Have they ever given you that before? 
No, this is the first time. Chinchitos. In the small village of Palmer, Chile, it is believed that Chinchitos, little pigs, bring good luck. Three-legged Chinchitos are especially fortunate and are traditionally given to friends as a token of goodwill and love. Aww. So we got to find somebody tomorrow. Uh, good luck. we got to wish somebody good luck tomorrow with this Chanchito. But we are here doing the touristy stop at um, Cafe Du Monde. Dig in. Sounds good. To the top. It's Saturday at the Superdome. It is now 4.42 p.m. on Saturday. We're getting ready. We're getting fired up. Look at all those. Look at those raging Cajun fans up there up top. So I'm here with my man, Jason Bailey. We are at Johnny White's right here on Bourbon Street. Uh, to, the to the top. We've got some Golden Eagles walking by. I'm here with Jason Bailey. What's going on, man? Hey, man. What's happening? You focused? You motivated? Ready to go? I am. I'm getting more focused by the minute. Lots of uh, lots of Golden Eagle fans walking around. Lots of Raging Cajun fans walking around. We're ready to throw down. Yeah, man. I've uh, been, been to Johnny White's here for the last couple hours. Uh, saw few people uh steve farmer stopped by with his beautiful wife and uh so that was good to see and and uh we're getting primed up ready to go i'm looking here i see like this is like is this like a, a raging cajun balcony party kind of smells like corn dogs a little bit yeah look well you know golden eagles have showed up in force but uh raging cajuns have uh, showed up in force as well so uh i'm just looking forward to a to a good game um I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think the Superdome is going to be packed out. I think you're right. It is now 5-16. We are at Pat O'Brien's with the Golden Eagle Black Ops tailgate crew. We're going to get everybody's game predictions, what they think is going to happen in this game. We'll see who gets as close to being correct as possible. So I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say Southern Miss 51, Raging Cajuns 28. Uh, I think Nick Mullins is going to have an amazing night. I think the Golden Eagles are going to come out in full force. And uh, I think it's going to, to uh, kind of kickstart the 2017 season in the right way. So let's pass it around. Let's get your name and your prediction. Jamie, we totally think alike because I was going to say that same number. But anyway, this is Melissa. I say Eagles 51. Raging Cajuns, 21. Hi, I'm Diane. I am predicting the Golden Eagles, 45, and ULL, 17. Go Eagles! Kirk Overby here predicting the Golden Eagles, 31, the Raging Cajuns, 10, to the top. Kevin Hammond. Uh, I'm going to go with a Jamie Arrington prediction. I think it's 51-28, though. I think Southern Miss throws some passes on UL, but I think UL's rushing attack gives us fits. This is Jeremy Cooper. The game-winning score is going to be USM 34, ULALA 10. To the top, baby. Thomas Royals. Southern Miss is going to prevail over the Raging Cajuns 42 to 20. To the top. Jennifer Royals. Southern Miss 35-17. To the top, baby. Tim Cooper. Eagles win 37 to 21. Jason Bailey, Eagles 47, Cajuns 40. Out. It is now 6:48 p.m. We are at Cap Deville, which is uh, a few blocks away from the Superdome. Sitting here with my man Kenny, who drove in all the way from San Antonio, where they know how salsa is supposed to be made. What's going on, Kenny? Hey, bud. Uh, doing good. What possessed you to drive over from from San Antonio? 
Uh, well, Avis was running a special for $100 for the weekend. So, yeah, I was like, hey, Southern Miss is playing. I got a cheap little uh, econo-class rental car. Let's go. Now, you have a Pat O's there on the river, and you got one here. I mean, it kind of feels like home for you, I'm sure. Oh, no. San Antonio's not home. I'm a Hattiesburgian all the way through. That's what I'm talking about. All right, everybody gave their prediction earlier. What is your prediction for the game? Do you have a score for us? Uh, I do. I do. I see 32-14 our way. 32-14, I'll take it. Any W is a W. We're almost an hour away from kickoff. You focused, motivated, ready to go? Absolutely. Um, I've got a little uh, liquid focus right here in the form of an old-fashioned, and uh, we're fixing to get some uh, po' boys. It's going to be great, man. All right, it is now 7.21 p.m. We just finished up dinner. We're about to head over to the Dome. We don't have much time. When you got to get in, get ready to go. You know, hearing, getting some text messages from people at the Dome, saying on the way to the Dome, it was it was a lot of gold. So hopefully that's an indication of how many Southern Miss fans are going to be there tonight. I've seen some Raging Cajun fans. I've seen some Southern Miss fans on the walk over here. There's a few in the restaurant. Although there's, there's, I didn't see any Raging Cajun fans at this particular restaurant. We had it's all Southern Miss, not just our group, but uh, there's more than that. So we're ready to go. Hopefully Nick Mullins can go out. Nick Mullins and the rest of the seniors: Dylan Bradley, Denarius Antoine, Cameron Tom. I can name all 20 of them, but I'm really excited for these guys to get to go to a bowl. Hopefully, they get to hoist the trophy. I don't know at what point we'll be able to check back in with you. Hopefully, we'll run into some people uh, before and after the game. But if, if nothing else, hopefully, the Golden Eagles can go out there and end the season on a high note. It is now 12.24 a.m. We are now leaving the Superdome. The Golden Eagles get the win 28-21. to 21. And uh, it's the first time I've seen them hoist a trophy in person since 2000, since I was in school there. Since the uh, Mobile Bowl, while I was standing behind LaDainian Tomlinson when he got his MVP trophy, which is pretty tremendous. But all in all... Uh, what what a what an experience to come down here! I'm telling you, I don't mind if we play here every year. I'm here with the lovely Melissa. What'd you have, What do you got to say, Melissa? It was fun, and I'm worn out, and my throat hurts. Ah, Jason Brasino just walked up. Jason, Jason Brasino, what did what did you think about the game? I think the game was awesome, awesome, awesome. Who's that? <laughs> We're recording to the top talk. <laughs> yeah, so Golden Eagles win. Man, what a long game. I'm sure we'll talk more about it as this episode goes along. Final again from the Superdome, New Orleans Bowl, 28-21. Southern Miss gets to win. First bowl win since 2011. Great day to be a Golden Eagle. Southern Miss to the top. It is now Sunday. I am now back in Hattiesburg. Just got back to the house here with... Uh, one of your favorite guests, Lucy the Cat. Lucy, did you watch the game this weekend? Meow. Why not? Meow. Are you ready for next season? Meow. Did you try to tear down the house while I was gone? Meow. Well, thank you for not doing that. I am here with fake Jay Hobson. What a weekend, Coach. Uh, congratulations on the big win. A 28-21 to victory over the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, sealing the deal for a winning season in your first year. Well, you know, certainly that was a great way to finish. And, uh, you know, I knew we'd go out there and fight hard for 60 minutes. And, uh, you know, I was proud, proud of the proud of the effort, uh, the guys out there. And I knew we'd take it one game at a time. And, 
you know, really the reality of it, we, we only had one game left, so we had no choice but to do that. And, you know, I was proud to be their coach. And it looked like you had a great game plan to exploit the weaknesses of the Louisiana Lafayette defense. Uh, J- James, I'd like to take a timeout right now. Coach, you do not have any timeouts left. You cannot take a timeout. Uh, I'd like to like to call timeout. Coach, you cannot call timeout. The reality is I am calling timeout right now. Coach, there's not, there's not a game going on. You can't just call timeout whenever you want to call timeout. Well, huh. Back to the bowl weekend. It seemed like you had a lot of fun with the players this weekend. I saw you some videos of you uh, playing uh, beer pong and and dancing after the game. Yeah, you know, well, I, I certainly I am the uh, King Kong of beer pong, and I had to I had to let them know what was going on with that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, the bottom line is uh, I'm better than them at, at doing such things. You know, I'm, I'm I've had you know 35 years more practice doing that. You know, and and yeah, I had to I had to dance a little jig after the game. I call that I call that when the reality shuffle. Well, did you have a good time in New Orleans? How was the food down there? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, James. And uh, you know, the reality is that we did get some some delicious food. Went to my one of my favorite restaurants, uh, Popeyes. You know, got uh, got the five five strip deal for myself and a biscuit. And uh, you gonna eat New Orleans cuisine? That, that's the way to go. You know what I'm saying? That's the reality of it. Did you get to take in any any of the sights and sounds? I took a, a trip trip one day. I went over to the uh, New Orleans School of Cooking, you know, because I wanted to I wanted to try to figure out, you know, the a, a recipe for success in the game. And you know, I know when they were making gumbo, uh, the bottom line is they throw everything in the pot, and uh, that's exactly what we did Saturday night. And the Golden Eagles got to take on an opponent in Louisiana Lafayette, and where there had been some trash talking going on throughout the week. And that is correct. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was kind of, I kind of learned some things out there on the river walk. And I walked up to Hood before the game. I said, uh, I said, uh, Hey, Hood, I, I bet I know where you got them shoes. And he was like, What? And I was like, I, I bet I know where you get them shoes. You get them shoes on your feet. <laughs> now give me a dollar. And he turns around. He says, You know, he said, You know what, Hop? He said, You just got yourself two tickets to the gun show. And I said, Well, you know what, Hood? Uh, reality is you just got yourself two tickets to the reality show. Ooh, burn. Yeah, that's 60 solid minutes of uh, reality in your facehood. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, at the at the end of the day, the reality show was still going on <laughs> to about 1230 in the morning. But we, we got the win. And, you know, I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to call a timeout right now. Coach, you called way too many timeouts. So you cannot keep calling timeouts. Uh, I'd like to uh, invoke my Fifth Amendment right to call a timeout. There's nothing in the Constitution about calling timeouts, Coach. Trump's president. I'm sorry, Jamesy. I'm calling timeout. Coach, you are not calling timeout. Trump cannot give you more timeouts. You're going you're gonna to have to continue this interview. You know what? I'll give you a timeout. Any final words for the fans, Coach? You know, the bottom line is, fans, we, we couldn't have done it without you. God bless you. We love you. You fought for 60 minutes. Yeah, you know, you yelled, go Eagles with a G-O and not with a G-E, a U-X. And I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Coach. Enjoy your offseason. Best of luck on the recruiting trail. Thank you, Jamesy. We've got a special treat for you guys up next on the New Orleans Bowl recap. A little bit of a perspective that you don't often get. We'll call it behind the mask, so to speak. Uh, I think this is his first time 
really coming out in public with with who it is. You know, usually we we try to keep everything a secret, but uh, he just completed his last game last night. Um, you guys may recognize him as one of the mascots at the University of Southern Mississippi, Brad Penny. Brad, how you feeling today? I'm doing all right, especially pretty good after that win last night. Were they you could you didn't make it back to what three in the morning? Yeah, it was around three thirty when we finally got back. Something that's really interesting is that not only have you been a mascot at Southern Miss, but your father was also a mascot at Southern Miss back in the late eighties. Yeah, he was. That was I mean, we grew we all grew up Southern Miss fans, so there wasn't any other option for me to on what school I was gonna pick. But originally I wanted to play football, but I've dealt with all kinds of injuries. So I think it was around my senior year of high school I decided I was going to become the mascot as well. You've been doing this now for four years. Going to the New Orleans Bowl had to be pretty special for you, given that you're from that area, and and this is the last time you'll ever suit up uh, in a football game at Southern Miss. Yes, sir. I mean, it was a great experience being down there again because – I'm from Franklinton, and we got to play in two state championships down in the Superdome, and just being in there, finishing my mascot career in the Superdome was just a pretty surreal experience for that, too. You get to do some pretty cool things while down there. They, You guys got to go to the Pelicans game the other night. It was pretty good. Anthony Davis went off, and they, they were able to beat the Pacers, and they let us go down on the court after the game, so it was pretty got some behind-the-scenes action down there, too. What was the experience like for the whole weekend? I mean, you get, you know, you're there with the cheerleaders and the team. Uh, what was the mood like with everybody? I mean, everyone was excited. There were fans everywhere. Like when we were getting done with our Eagle Walk, I was hearing Coach Hobson talk about they couldn't even get the buses out because there were too many fans in the way, but it was really live with activity, all kinds of stuff going on. It was just a fun atmosphere to be in. What was it like running out? with the team there to start the game at the New Orleans Bowl? It was great. I mean, they turned off the lights, which made, which made it even more cooler. They, the flamethrowers started shooting up, and just being able to run the team out one more time was just really special for me. What was the atmosphere like down on the sidelines? It was insane. They had so many uh, hammer crew people. Everyone was down on the sidelines. The fans were going nuts the whole entire game. Whenever we wanted them to get on their feet and scream they did it and they were just in it the whole time well man what a way to go out man where i speak on behalf of all the southern miss fans we really appreciate you know your contribution to the black and gold nation any final words for the southern miss fans out there just keep uh just supporting any sport we go to because i know the players uh deserve it and they love it whether it's football basketball baseball volleyball or whatever we're we're wanting to get fans and all that, and the players definitely want to see all all our support and just get all our uh, athletic activities back on foot. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Of course, I am Jamie Arrington. Now, I've got a special guest in studio. Now, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you've heard me talk about the bane of my existence. And, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to get into any further detail. But ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Hosey is in the house. What's going on, Nathan? Nothing much, Jamie. I uh, 
I was a little surprised that you asked me in here because it ruins the persona that you have of me that I'm an evil demon, you know, sent to torture you, which is absolutely not true. Uh, but people will learn today that I'm just a super nice guy and I'm really the best. And maybe, maybe you're the bad guy, Jamie. You ever think well, about that? I've, I, I have, and, and I pretty much brought you on to expose you for what you are. <laughs> Uh, given that that I attended the bowl game and and you watched it on TV, oh, I've been blindsided. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an episode of Maury. <laughs> I am also not the father, but I, I I live I live in Texas. I live in Dallas, and uh, I was going to use that as an excuse. But then you had the guy from San Antonio on, and I was like, "All right, well now I got to come up with something new." It was finals week where I where, where I was teaching, so I mean. Can I use that one as an excuse? Yeah, that's that, a, yeah. You yeah. can use it. And you know, maybe you should have called Avis and gotten that hundred dollar deal <laughs> on the car. That's a pretty good deal. That's, that's a really good deal. Let's talk about the game this past weekend. First off, it was amazing for all of you that came up and talked. Uh, you know, if you just you know want to say shake my hand, say you like how much you like the show. Uh, the ones that stopped and chatted. It, it was great to see a lot of people that I may know from Twitter or or Facebook, and uh, I, I really I really am excited that you enjoy the show. I wanted to, when I put this show together, I wanted to do something that I'd want to listen to. So I'm glad there are people that are are, are enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying doing it. So uh, Saturday night, the Rage and Cajuns uh, of ULL. I'm not calling them UL. I'm not doing it. They are Louisiana Lafayette. They are not the University of Louisiana, straight up. Uh, two, six, and six teams met at the Super Mercedes-Benz Superdome, announced attendance for this game, 35,061, which is the fourth largest crowd in New Orleans Bowl history. I think that I think the Southern Miss fans certainly outnumbered the Raging Cajun fans, but you know, the the oil economy in Lafayette certainly had something to do with their uh, attendance being down a little bit. Well, I don't know anything about the economy. All I know is that Southern Miss fans, regardless of what the Hattiesburg economy is doing, we're going to be there because uh, we haven't been able to go to a bowl that was anywhere near Hattiesburg in, in many, many years. You know, it used to be you would either go to the Liberty Bowl. Right. Right. Or you go to the New Orleans Bowl. They were always like right there. Or Mobile. Or Mobile. Mobile. Yeah. How many did we go to Mobile? We went went twice to Mobile. Mobile. We went to Birmingham once. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I went to one of the Mobile Bowls. I went to one of the Birmingham Bowls. And I went to all the Liberty Bowls. The the fact that we don't have the Liberty Bowl anymore just just breaks breaks my heart. Yeah, it, the New Orleans being the only one in the vicinity mm-hmm. is a little bit of. I mean, that, and that's why I, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. If we're not playing in a in a, uh, I don't know if you still call them BCS bowls. If we're not in the Peach Bowl, no, Cotton Bowl, no. Sugar Bowl, I I don't mind playing in the New Orleans Bowl every year. Yeah, and I was saying to my brother, I was saying that you know the fact of the matter is we don't have we don't have a. Liberty Bowl type of like the champion goes to this bowl, you right. know, and so everything is just sort of muddled. And so if you have a bowl that's an hour and a half away, then, of course, that's the bowl that you want to go to. Now, the problem is that it could end up being USM and Louisiana Lafayette like every year, you know, I'm sure which, the bowl would love yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> not, not, not so great for, you know, people watching on television or whatever, but. I guess uh, it is the state of college football as it is today that the bowl, what matters in bowls is how close you are, you know. Uh, it's all about money. It's all yeah. about the dollar. Like uh, like North Texas going to, you know, the, uh, the Heart of Dallas, Dallas bowl. bowl. Yeah. 
Um, God, there's there's another example of of t- oh, it was the New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico in the New Mexico Bowl. So playing a, right. playing a home game, you know. But that's that's the state of college football is like, well, if this team can bring in fans, then that's the team that's going to be that's the team that's going to be in the bowl. So uh, you're absolutely right. Well, the game itself, Southern Miss, I mean, came out on fire. I mean, the first two drives, Mullins hit staggers for passes of 55 and 65 yards to set up two Edo Smith touchdowns. Golden Eagles come out, take a 14 nothing lead. ULL bounces back, two rushing TDs, one of them coming off of Nick Mullins' fumble. And then at the end of the half, the Eagles drive down the field and spike the ball in field goal range with one second left. After a pair of ULL timeouts, uh, the officials review that and say that the clock actually expired, so it's 14-14 at the half. Now, this was the same official that announced this is the same official that called us Mississippi State twice. That is a common problem with Southern Miss in bowl games because I know that in that Birmingham Bowl, we were called Mississippi State because I remember booing very loudly. And so I don't know where these refs come from. You said Mac, right? These came on from your, the Mac, yeah. On, these on came Twitter. from the Mac. But let me say this. As a person who watched on TV, that was a very, very close call with that spike. So, I mean, obviously, I didn't like that it didn't go our way, but... I, I can understand why they overturned the call because it was very, very close, you know. To, to me, there were a lot of bad calls, though. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of – I mean, I'm watching the replays on the Jumbotron, mm-hmm. and the, the Cajuns, they had a hold in most every play. And I don't I don't know that holding got called on them once. If it did, I, I might not – there's a lot of things I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can't blame everything on the officials. But I, I thought, you know, kind of both ways a little bit, the officiating was a little suspect. Well, we really we got dinged more than they did, so yeah. that, that's that's definitely the problem. Of course, that's a little bit of our problem, anyways. We we have we have this problem with penalties. So again, uh, not to let the refs off the hook, but we we certainly have our own problems, you know. But the fact the fact of the matter is that USM played great right out of the box, you know. Yeah, and that's what you want. You want the raging Cajuns to be playing catch up the entire game, you know. When you're up 14 to nothing, even after they tie, you know, now you're still like, well, we are on, on an even playing field, but they just scored. So we get the ball back, take it down the field. Of course, then you try to spike it. Don't get the don't get the field goal. But that's still momentum going into into halftime. Absolutely. You know, they come out of halftime, they get the ball, they take it right down the field, put another score on the board and pretty much the running game, uh, you know, controlled the second half for the Golden Eagles. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, Ito Smith is an amazing human being, and uh, I'm glad he's coming back next year. I really think, though, that the fact that uh, Nick Mullins, he came back for the Louisiana Tech game, it's just like a different team when you have both when you have the, both the passing and the running attack, you know, it it makes them a, a much more effective team. Like I, I was watching them play North Texas, and it was very, very difficult to get going, even though Ito was playing pretty well because the passing game wasn't there. So it, it's much more effective when that's wow, that's an obvious thing to say. It's much better <laughs> when you both have both passing and rushing. But that's that's what I saw. The Golden Eagles go on to win the game 28 to 21, finishing the season 7 and 6, two-year winning streak now, two-year bowl game streak. Coming up up after the break, we're going to talk some more about this bowl game as well as the athletic director situation at Southern Miss. You guys come right back to us right here on to the Top Talk.
Welcome back to To The Top Talk. I'm sitting here with my man, Nathan Hosey. Uh, I don't know, what, what, do you, what do you do? What do I do, like for a living? Like, uh, well, I do. Nathan, is, no, Nathan is a comedian, okay? He's a, uh, he's a junior. I am, I am a teacher, and sometimes <laughs> I do comedy. That's, You're a junior comedian like me, Nathan. We're on the same mm-hmm. level. Let's talk but, some more about the bowl game. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to say? No, it was just yeah, we're we're on the same level, dude. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, some individual stats from the game. Nick Mullins went twenty-five for forty for three hundred and forty-six yards, which is a New Orleans Bowl record. Had two TDs and one interception. It was really good to see Nick go out like that, given the career that he's gone through and that just the beating that he took the first few years and sustained and just kept coming back and then just got better and better. Um, it was really great to see him come back and end his career on a high note. Yeah, and uh, I tell you one thing about watching on TV is that you get to listen to all the stats and it makes you sound smart, you know, when you come on radio shows like this. So they uh, told a stat about Nick Mullins. And as I said in the previous segment, it's just a different team when he's out there. So with this uh, New Orleans Bowl win, when Nick Mullins is in the game, the Golden Eagles are 20 and 19. And in the 11 games where he's not playing, uh, Jamie, you want to take a guess how many wins? Well, I know we lost some of them, so I'm going to get I, – I would I would say, uh, what, 0-11? 0-11. Wow. You, you got it right. My brother, Justin Hosey, did not get that right. I called him out. But, yes, <laughs> 0-11, which I did not realize. So that's just the kind of difference maker you have. And, and those were some – those were some rough years, right? Where yeah. uh, you know, and uh, he really these these past two years when he's been healthy, the team you saw out there on Saturday makes you go, man, we we could have had that division title, you know, for a second year in a row if he had just been out there. If he had just been yeah. out there for the whole season, you you really feel like it would have happened. Well, yeah. you think about that. I mean, he he he, you know, what he did to his thumb with it popping out of the skin. Mm-hmm. In that UTSA game, he wasn't 100 percent for for Marshall. And we still won. Mm-hmm. Certainly wasn't 100 percent for LSU. Then he comes back, not 100 percent for Charlotte. Gets knocked out. He's out the next two games after that. Not really full strength until that Louisiana Tech game. You know, and they were the division champs, and we just mauled them. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Uh, Edo Smith in the game, 26 carries for 138 yards rushing. Two rushing t- touchdowns, one re- one reception for six yards with one receiving touchdown. Nick, kind of the face of Southern Miss football moving forward. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, Edo. I, I was going to say Edo. Yeah, Nick. Edo. <laughs> yes, Edo is uh, is an amazing player, and the fact that he scored a couple of touchdowns, it's really it really bodes well for the upcoming season where he will be the leader on the offense, especially considering the fact that uh, the quarterback situation will be a little bit difficult. So I, I assume I'm no, I'm no football expert, but I assume there'll be a heavy reliance on the running game coming into next year. So he's going to play a huge part in that. And hopefully we can get some folks to block for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, but the player of the game, the uh, new Orleans bowl MVP and the team's offensive player of the game Wide receiver Allen's A staggers, 11 receptions, which is a New Orleans Bowl record, 230 yards, which is a New Orleans Bowl record, and one receiving touchdown. Allen's A, the first receiver in Southern Mississippi history to have two 200-plus yards games. Amazing. I I did not realize that, but I don't know if you were keeping track of his yardage 
during the game, like in the stands or whatever. But the announcers were like, this guy is breaking the record and we're about uh, three minutes into the second quarter. Right. It, it was just it was just mind blowing how how well he was playing and the catches he was catching were were really great, you know. And then to cap it all off in the in the third quarter, he gets that touchdown, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah and so, touchdown. so it really brings it it really brings it all together that he had the yardage to set up Ito, and then he gets his desserts, you know, as well. So that's awesome for him. One of my favorite players. One of my favorite players to watch. He, he Southern Miss uh, actually named him Defensive Player of the Game for this game. Jabori Poole, eight tackles, seven of them solo tackles, three sacks, which is a New Orleans Bowl record, three tackles for a loss, and one quarterback hit. I love Jabori just for the dance that he does every time he gets a sack. He right. puts his and this is almost I don't know what you call it the reality shuffle. <laughs> but uh, um, really excited for him to to go out. On a high note as well, but that's I mean three sacks. That's that's what Reggie um, Reggie White did in the Super Bowl back in 90, 97. Oh, no, ninety seven. Yeah, right, into the so I mean that, season, that's, yeah. that's an amazing game when you can get one sack, much less three. So he was half half of the Golden Eagle sacks, right? Was it was it six sacks of the team, or I, was, I, think, I think it was six yeah. sacks on the team. Yeah. yeah, so he had. But the but the entire uh, defensive line did a lot better that game. You know, I I only have. I've went to I went to the Louisiana Tech game. I went to uh, gosh, what was it? I went to an early season game, and I went to the North Texas game. And I watched the North Texas game. I'm like, these guys are not getting penetration. They're not touching the quarterback. And in this game, in the New Orleans Bowl, I mean, he just couldn't do anything without you know somebody getting on him. So it was great to see that the Golden Eagle defense really stepped up, and they played so great when you consider the fact that. Two of the touchdowns that they gave up were short field touchdowns caused by turnovers from the Golden Eagles offense. So it really puts that in a whole uh, another level in terms of how well our defense played in this game. Well, I mean, you look at the total stats. I, I mean, uh, total yards, Southern Miss had 481 yards, ULL 252. I mean, almost yeah. doubled up. We almost doubled up their yardage. Passing yards, uh, Southern Miss had 346. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette only had 95. Wow. Rushing yards, we had 135. They had 157. So, uh, defensively, to hold them to 95 passing yards and 252 total yards, truly amazing. Guys, we'll be right back after the break with more To The Top Talk. Welcome back to the Top Talk. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to my guests, the lovely Melissa. Jason Bailey, you can follow him at Bumper J Bailey. Diane Overby, you can follow her at D4USM. Kirk Overby, you can follow him at TheGamer4 on Twitter. Kevin Hammond, Jeremy Cooper, Thomas Royals, Jennifer Royals, Tink Cooper, Kenny Welburn, Jason Brasino, Lucy the Cat, Fake Jay Hobson, Brad Penny. You can follow him at Brad underscore DTD and Nathan Hosey at N Hosey. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Uh, also, you can follow this show at To The Top Talk if you want to keep up with my comedy shows at Hub City Comedy. Facebook as well, To The Top, Jamie Arrington Comedy and Hub City Comedy. Big show coming up next week. It's a doozy. Wednesday, December 28th, 2016. Mark Normand at Brewski's 8 p.m. 
$10. Keep in mind, Mark's a little irreverent, a little off the cuff, so look him up. Make sure he's uh, somebody that you'll be into before you come out. But uh, Mark's a tremendous comic. Like I said, one of my favorites. He's been opening for Amy Schumer for the past five years. Uh, his, his Comedy Central Hour special comes out in April. You may have seen him on Conan, Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Last Comic Standing. What are your thoughts on Mark? Well, I'm not familiar. What? But, uh, yeah. So, but I do love comedy, and I will be at the show. And I really trust your judgment, Jamie, because you've brought some amazing comics to Hattiesburg. Many of them I had seen before and knew that they were high quality comics. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jamie Arrington on this one, as I do in most situations regarding comedy or the University of Southern Mississippi. You know, Nathan Hosey will be available for pictures and autographs at the Mark Norman show. All right, we got a little bit of time left, not much. Let's talk athletic director real quick. Uh, honestly, man, I, I loved Bill McGillis. I got to spend some time with him last year, and uh, you know, I had some ideas and things I wanted to talk to him about. Everything that I brought up to him, he had already uh, was in the process of being implemented. This is an extremely tough situation to be in. You couldn't have come in at a worse time to be athletic director at Southern Miss. So hopefully we can find somebody with some energy who can ignite the fan base and, uh, you know, move us forward. Yeah, I I was talking to you earlier and you were like, we need to bring, you know, fresh blood, bring in a young guy. And I thought to myself, I think Jamie Arrington is talking about himself right here. <laughs> Jamie Arrington is putting himself out there for athletic director. And uh, I just want to say to everybody, uh, he'd be an excellent choice. Former Seymour, as everybody is aware. So he's got the school spirit down, plus his knowledge of sports is uh, beyond reproach. But all, I, all I'm looking for an athletic director is somebody who's willing to be committed to the University of Southern Mississippi. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm not I'm not even running for that job. I just I couldn't deal with all the emails and stuff that the fans send in. I'm sorry. I love the fans, but yeah, I'm sure it's a little annoying. All right, guys, don't forget to check out the archives. You know, find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, subscribe, give us a rating and whatnot. We'll see you next week talking about Southern Miss basketball and the athletic director search. Nathan, thanks for coming in, my man. No problem. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.